as long as you're able to sit with it and notice it and be okay and like tolerate it you'll be able to free yourself from that negative motion and do things out of a genuine care because I, I i know already that you have a lot you have a vision already and you have a purpose in life but sort of what gets in the way is that negative feeling so i have a really fun episode for you today it is with one of my I would say lifelong friends, I guess, just from the middle of elementary school through junior high and high school, William Song. William is an awesome friend. I've had lots of really good conversations with him. He's super fun. He hasn't had a lot of opportunities, I would say, to like really express himself in this way that he does in the podcast, and I thought it was awesome. He basically gives me a therapy session for most of it, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um like just how he you know he turns it on me he's asking me lots of questions he's able to break down a lot of things and kind of figure out you know the root of some of my motivations in life and stuff it's super cool i really hope that you enjoy it we had this was like our third take because he was really struggling to get his thoughts together he wanted to like say something super insightful he was hoping you know he the example he gave me was like you know, when you hear pers- a person say something, you're like, oh, I've never thought of it in that way before. That's what he was kind of hoping to do through the podcast. And because he was like consciously trying to get to that point, it totally stunted his ability to, you know, keep talking and figure out how to get there. So we eventually kind of just settled on, I would pick kind of a topic at first and we would have a normal conversation about it. And it was a pretty normal conversation, like, a lot of the conversations we've had have been kind of similar to this, which I think is pretty cool. He's awesome. I hope that you enjoy this and that you learn some things about behavior, the brain, and that you're able to kind of ask yourself some of these questions and break down your own behavior and experiences so that you can understand more about how you can make changes that will make you happier and whatnot. It's it's all great. So I really hope you enjoy this. William is awesome. I can't wait to see what he does in the future. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about talking itself. <laughs> oh, ooh, that's going to be hard, man. I don't know. So I, well, I actually really like um, with podcasts, like with mm-hmm. a lot of them that I've done with people, like they'll ask me like why I do it and stuff. And then like yeah. I start talking about the whole idea of just talking to people and like what comfort that might bring or something, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I don't know, like just trying to think of like how, how do you feel like conversation helps um, you? Does it help you formulate thoughts better? Does it help you kind of like understand things better when you're like able to talk to someone about something? Yeah, when I'm able to talk to someone, it helps me to sort of like understand my thoughts because, you know, if you're always in your mind 24-7, like you're going to get, there's a good chance that you may get like too lost up in the clouds or whatnot. And so obviously it's always helpful to me communicate whatever you're feeling in your head. And so, you know, although I'm not the best at it and something I should try to work on, it's like, you know, I should, it's good for you. Yeah. And this is something that's happened to me, like with my mom a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I'll, I realize that like, I'm just saying all this stuff. Like there's no way she's like completely able to like answer my questions or anything. Mm -hmm. But once I'm able to just like 
just spill information out about what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking. I feel better by the end, even if the person hasn't said a lot. So, like, I've done it with friends a few times where someone will be like, oh, I feel a lot better after that conversation. And it was more like me just standing there listening to them the whole time. It was, like, oh, not yeah. a conversation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's some, there's something about, like, vocalizing, like, whatever is in your head. It's It's... I wouldn't say it's, I mean, sometimes it could be cathartic, right? But, you know, it's it's an interesting way to process your emotions, you know? You know how people, like, mention how you should, like, write in your journal you know, as a way to, like, mm-hmm. deal with your, whatever you're feeling? Like, I feel like talking can be, is kind of the same it's way. It's like the same thing. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah. You're sort of processing what's in your head, and, yeah, it's help. It's nice, bro. Yeah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> and, like, know. I've recognized... Well, maybe it's because I kind of had that recognition that it's more when I'm just talking at, it's more like talking at someone, not like with someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's why sometimes writing in my journal does help because I realize it's just like, I just need to formulate this. I need to figure out a way to make this make sense to me so I feel better about it. Or like, and I usually don't even come to like a conclusion with things. I'm just like, you just say things. You huh? burn yourself out so much talking yeah, about it. You sure. eventually come to like, yeah, I'll do something else. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're the same way, but like with me, you know, we, we are my, at least my mind, you know, it goes like, it, it goes crazy. It's, it's almost akin to someone who has ADHD, really. It's like, <laughs> oh, I have a thought about psychology. Oh, wow, Cheeto, man. Or like, ooh, I wonder <laughs> about like that deadline, you know, that homework assignment that I have to do. And like, you know, I, I have all these thoughts running around. And so I don't know what I'm, where I'm going with this, honestly. Yeah. What, what was your question? Well, I, I don't think I asked a question. You're oh, just, okay. <laughs> you're just thinking about things. Think but... about things. Oh, yeah. And sort of like how our minds kind of move a lot it's in a way like when we communicate you know you've mentioned that you kind of spill out whatever you just say random things and i feel like maybe there's a correlation with like if your thoughts are like a little messy or like your mind moves fast like maybe that's the reason why you just say things because i wonder if that implies that you know your your thoughts or like the words you say are kind of like not necessarily structured that well Uh or maybe it's like sort of organized because I'm kind of the same way it's where it's like, you know, I just say random stuff. I go on tangents. I talk about Cheeto Man, maybe. I don't know. And like, yeah. And, and like right now, I don't even know what I'm talking about or what I'm answering. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I've just, oh, what am I thinking? Oh, so I was thinking about <laughs> school and stuff. Oh, yeah, school. And so I just like when you're thinking a lot, you're just mm-hmm. like saying when your mind's just moving really fast and stuff. It's weird. I've noticed like in a lot of classes, I do more um, observing other people than I do listening to the teacher. Like I'll observe oh. like how is how are you like, why are you trying to teach me uh-huh. in that way and stuff? Like, for example, Mr. Newman, like I'm just like. You know, like he just says all these stories and I can tell he enjoys it when we laugh at his stories. For <laughs> yeah, sure. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like also like he's trying to engage us. But I think that's just I don't know. That's just who he is. But like, I don't know. Do you feel like in school you did a lot? You, you know, you thought a lot about like how people are acting rather than like what you're supposed to be learning. Um, so 
Not really, honestly. I never really paid too much attention to like what other people did because, you know, I kind of have a little bit of social anxiety. So if I'm like, sometimes I don't notice like what I'm doing sometimes because if I were to pay attention to some random kid in the classroom and I look at them, like maybe I don't realize that I'm actually looking at them. And so like... Uh, <laughs> that threw me off so much <laughs> holy holy i was like oh my gosh so why do you think your brother walking in the room threw you <laughs> off so much because <laughs> i get distracted so easily and that's and it's hard to talk and stuff because like you, your mind my mind at least it's like it's always wanting it's always thinking about something and it's, it's always it always has a hard time like like being consistent and like like staying on a particular path right yeah it just like bounces around and just forms random thoughts yeah (laughs) so do you feel like the way that we're talking now because we were trying to figure it out a little bit before this and i'm just i feel like it's best to be honest about it (laughs) but like you you said you like were like trying to get to these very specific thoughts and it's like hard for you to do but do you feel like when you kind of i don't know trade on trade off thoughts back and forth like rather than trying to i don't know i'm trying to make this <laughs> <laughs> and i'm having a hard time understanding so just try. no it's because i'm trying because i don't fully understand what i'm saying maybe i'm talking at you as uh-huh. i was just saying <laughs> that's fine but like um with conversations mm-hmm. i don't know it, there's a difference between trying to impress someone like not like impress by impress I mean like trying to say something that like is insightful and like just having the conversation and I feel like I'm able to say more about like more things come out that are more insightful if I'm not thinking so much about the fact that like people might be listening to this right true (laughs) and so now I am talking (laughs) at you a little bit but (laughs) I don't know what what have you learned about like anxiety with with social situations um i don't know i mean i've i've learned some things like uh, i I don't know where where to go i don't know either man (laughs) i think i know why okay so sorry this is gonna be a tangent okay so our minds or at least i'm just gonna just refer it to as just my mind Okay, sorry, sorry, I thought someone was calling you. No, good. <laughs> so, like, the thing is, so let's take a mind. No, no, no. Let's use, like, a three-year-old, for example. You know, if you were to ask a three-year-old, hey, can you clean your room? The three-year-old is not going to know what they're going to do, right? And so now let's take a four-year-old who, you know, learned how to clean their room, and you ask them, go clean your room. They should be able to clean their room, right? And so, like, why is that? So, obviously, they learned it, right? The four-year-old learned it while the three-year-old. But the thing is, what, what sets them apart, really, is that the four-year-old has the capability of sort of, like, dissecting certain tasks into, like, you know, sort of, not, I was going to say feasible, but I don't even know if that's the right word. But like, into, like, doable actions, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, you're, you're, if you ask a four-year-old, like, please clean your room in their mind they understand what that means right it means like putting the toys away making your bed you know getting all that underwear and clothes under your bed into the hamper or whatnot organizing whatever you know the four-year-old understands because they're able to sort of dissect you know their the thought process or like the steps in which 
to, to achieve like that clean room. And that's because they were taught how to do that? Yeah, partially. It's not necessarily they were taught to clean the room, but they were taught how to break, you know, they were able to turn the goal into turn, they were able to turn the goal of cleaning a room into certain specific steps and actions mm -hmm. that are easy to take. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that's kind of the reason why I'm, I'm having a hard time sort of, you know, articulating in certain, um, uh, I guess, topics such as anxiety. Because you asked me like, so what is anxiety? And like for me, you know, I don't talk that much. I have social anxiety, but it's like, <laughs> oh crap, where do I start, right? Yeah. Like, oh, this like, it's like such a huge open-ended question. I'm like, oh no, like this seems like very daunting to like sort of answer. And in this case, like of me, like not being able to answer, I'm kind of like a three-year-old. I don't really know how to like break down like mm -hmm. the steps of like, you know, explaining to you what anxiety is without like, you know, just like stumbling over my words and just like going off random tangents. And so, you know, that's kind of why, you know, for like, how long have you been at this, like, total, you know? <laughs> Probably the last hour. Yeah. So, like, we last... recorded a few minutes <laughs> and then, like, another 20, and it was just none of it was, like, mm -hmm. clicking very well, right? Yeah, it's it was really, really hard to start talking about something because, you know, it, it was like I, I didn't know how to talk really <laughs> and so like yeah I probably need more practice but also like practically it's more about like being able to, to like chunk down like what you want to say into things that are easy to sort of communicate and so yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah and so you know what we call this is like operational like something there's a psychological term for it, it but conditioning I totally... of sorts Oper wait it's, it's like um just operational function i don't know yeah. basically the so there's there's this, uh, this i don't know if this is a random tangent but like you know your frontal lobes are you remember psych 101 class yeah, yeah. your frontal lobes they're like involved in like i don't know higher cognition tasks you, you know i could be wrong i'm no psychologist I remember yeah but you know it has to do with some advanced behavior stuff act, actions or whatever and so like when you're so the human mind has the ability to or at least like in theory if it's d developed well enough it has it, should, it has like the capability to sort of like plan out tasks ahead and sort of like execute on those tasks and that's kind of like because of your frontal lobe and so if the frontal lobe is underdeveloped or sort of like mine because i play video <laughs> games all day you know that's it's going to make it hard for me to like sort of like speak like in a structured manner in an organized manner in a way that you know, is digestible and sort of e somewhat easy to understand. And so, you know, that's kind of sort of the reason why I have a hard time sort of explaining like these topics, like I said, it's because, you know, I, I, I well, I, it's probably because my frontal lobes are underdeveloped, I don't know. It's basically because I have this inability to sort of plan out the task, plan out what I want to say and kind of execute it, like say what I want to say, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was just trying to think about why that is kind of and like what you would need to do in order to get better at it. Mm -hmm. And like what I wonder is, so we can't possibly know anything that we haven't been taught in some form or another. For sure. Just like the three-year-old learning how to clean their room. It's mm -hmm. not because they, well, I mean, someone somehow introduced to them how they do, how to do this and like yeah. the social, like, you know, this is how a room is set up, something like yes. that, you know, like, and I'm sure they could figure out ways to clean it per se, but mm -hmm. like, it's not the ideal according to the parents, whatever. Um, 
but what I'm wondering is like, I wonder if you need more practice or if you need to learn more from someone mm-hmm. about how to communicate better when it comes to things like this. Mm-hmm. Cause like, well, for me personally, like, you know, well, it's both for sure. You need like, you need both. Yeah. But like, I wonder if you've learned enough about it to where if you just like practiced talking to people more, it would come. Mm-hmm. Or if you need to like listen to more people talk because like I listened to so many podcasts before I started my own mm-hmm. and like it kind of got me understanding like how, okay, how do I interview someone? What, what is it that I go look for um, when someone's saying something so that I can break it down and then also like on the other end of things being able to kind of tell what's going on in my, what's happened in my life. It's something that when, if you listen to the first few episodes of my podcast, I overcomplicate it insanely. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. <laughs> and the, the other person doesn't talk as much as I would have liked them to, mm-hmm. because I'm so focused on figuring out how to say these things myself. So once I finally felt like I was able to break through that wall to a point, mm-hmm then the other person was, I was able to kind of let that other person in more. Yeah, for sure. So do you feel like you need more practice or do you need to learn more about it? Um, so yeah, both are true. Like you've mentioned, you know, practice and like sort of like understanding about like how, you know, how you talk is both necessary, right? Cause if, if I'm having a hard time, like sort of like, and also, I feel like there's a third thing, but third thing. But before I like go to it, like like you said, you know, I think experience is necessary, right? Because, you know, our mind functions from the past, sort of. Because you know, how do we understand what a ball is? You know, you, you, you your mind goes to like previ- previous examples of like you know when we've sort of learned what a ball is, and then we from those experiences we grab those and sort of project it into like our, to our present understanding, right? And so like, for example, me, if I'm unable to sort of like structure my thoughts and like sort of like be able to flu- fluid, like talk, speak fluidly, that a lot, a lot of it could be, could be because um, lack of experience of like, you know, deliberately communicating with someone, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're right, experiences and like practice is something I, is, is necessary to like improve on that. And like, um, what else do you said? So learning, and you have to also learn it, right? Yeah, because yeah. there's proper ways of communicating, you know, like <laughs> I, you mentioned earlier how, you know, you, you want to talk with someone rather than at them. And so, you know, learning how to reflectively listen and like, in the sense that, you know, you want to learn, you part of communication is not just talking, but it's also listening, right? For effective communication to like work, you need a speaker and you need a listener. And so, you know, one aspect of like learning how to communicate well is to be able to reflect what the other person said. So like, I just reflected what you just said, just barely when you said, you know, do you need experience or do you need learn practice or whatnot? So just me bringing that up is me reflecting mm-hmm. kind of what you said. So that's like one aspect of like, Good communication and then another aspect of communication is be able to speak effectively and by speaking effectively it's a lot of a lot of it has to do with like um, you know some instances it could be vocalized knowing how to vocalize a problem knowing how to like make things open-ended sometimes make things you know speaking with you rather than at you you know and you know there's a lot I, I don't even know where I'm going with this what was the <laughs> question you, I, I don't know if I asked well just like if you need more 
learning or you feel like you just need more experience um essentially both yeah (laughs) i just need to talk to more people man (laughs) yeah and i liked the term you used of deliberate communication i think i'll say that more because like Mm -hmm. i don't know there's a there's a way that you can talk like i was saying like talking at someone but also just like absolute random like random thoughts random crap and if you're not deliberately communicating with someone yeah often i feel like your thoughts can be thrown out the window so like if i am talking with a group of friends and we're kind of joking around but then i try to bring up something that i'm concerned about or Mm -hmm. more serious they can kind of throw that out because we aren't communicating with a purpose to to go somewhere deeper yeah on one hand like sometimes maybe that is that your friend you know if they're throwing whatever you're saying out maybe they're not necessarily like good at picking up taking picking up clues i don't know that's how you say cues cues yeah social cues or like maybe they have a hard time understanding and also could be because you maybe you weren't taught to like properly vocalize uh, a certain issue you have and I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, I had this random thought about like dating and like how made this might that relate to like, you know, how to communicate with someone. But like you know, in dating, you can like be an ultra mega Chad and like date when you're like <laughs> 13 years old and how all these like. Hey okay, Lindsay. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but like you know, you date like five girls at once when you're middle school, high school. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're dating all these people. And like since you're 12 and now you're 20 and like sure like you have all this experience but like the thing is you know that's the thing is like when it comes to dating you know I'm no expert because I've never ever dated someone but like usually you can get pretty decent at dating like in a year if 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 you like put in deliberate Mm -hmm. practice into the you know, yeah, it's not like you need years and years yeah. of experience. Experiences, experience means nothing if there's no like deliberate, d- <laughs> If there's no intention in deli- you being deliberate in you know the mm-hmm. act itself. And so yeah, and so just like communication, like I can talk. You know, I've been talking for how many years now? Eighteen years? Well, well, not maybe not when I was like <laughs> born, yeah. born. But you kind of get the idea, right? I've been talking for a long time. But the thing is like. Like you've said, it requires practice, and you know you have to be deliberate in the way you speak, so that you you can sort of convey like the thoughts you have in your head more effectively, essentially. Mm-hmm. And one thought I had on like that, like I wonder if it's hard because I wonder if there's kind of just been this ideal way that's kind of come through humans figuring things out of how to communicate deliberately and effectively, mm-hmm. or if that's just like or if that is like actually the best way so like i wonder if Mm -hmm. like kind of spilling your thoughts out and like not getting to the point sometimes if like that might be useful with some people Mm -hmm. or maybe you you don't think it's good Mm -hmm. or useful because that's because other people who you know talk like professional talkers podcast people like they they don't communicate in that way so like you feel like it's not effective but perhaps it can be okay so you mentioned like you know like maybe the value in like just saying thoughts that are just in your head Mm -hmm. like without any like intention in like delivering a specific message yeah as and then compare that to like you know saying something you know you are deliberate you there's something a message that you want to send out and so like i think and so for that i'd say like no, I think both of them have its own, I guess, merits maybe, or like has its own uses. And not one is better than the other. They they have 
its um, I guess uses, right? Yeah. It's like, for example, like, um, <clears throat> no, if you're teaching a class, it's probably better that you're, you know, able to like structure your thoughts in a way that's easily digestible. And like, no, say you're talking with a therapist, like another example. It's probably a good idea to be able to sort of vocalize in your head, just like what, just whatever is going on yeah. in there, right? And so maybe just saying things and just letting things out, that could be a way to like maybe process emotions, but also to like sort of like kind of get to, to a closer understanding of like, you know, why? Because cause when you think about like, thoughts kind of don't really spawn out of nowhere. Like they can obviously be random, but I guess, well, there has to be some sort of stimulus, right? For the most part. Yeah, so that could be true. There could be something of like the, the environment that could, you know, spawn a thought. But then you'd have to ask yourself, why did that stimulus spawn the thought in the first place, right? Well, and one, one th thing that makes me think about that is because like, if you're just talking to someone and maybe that person feels like you're in a deliberate conversation mm -hmm. um, and then you have just this random thought like and they it seems really random to them but if you think back on like what you were doing you were probably not fully engaged in that conversation possibly and yeah. so like maybe it's something you were thinking about like you were thinking about something that you had done with that person before and like it just you know re leads you down this rabbit hole of just completely random different thoughts and mm -hmm. so then you say that and it seems like that came out of nowhere but like in your own mind there was there was just a chain of thoughts that led to it the other person just didn't realize that that chain of thoughts was happening mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> i yeah for sure <laughs> sorry i i, no, I don't say that did you have something else you were saying i kind of cut you off i, I don't know <laughs> all right um but one thing I, I just kind of have a hard time like understanding like kind of what you said like chain of thoughts well i was just because I, I, I was trying confused. to observe my own like there's some sort of stimulus but it's not mm -hmm. just out of nowhere it's not like you're talking to this person what do you mean when you say stimulus like so it's not like uh well like let's say you see that this person got a haircut and then okay. you start thinking about how like the last time you got a haircut and like okay why did i get a haircut the last time i got a haircut and it like leads you to all this stuff oh yeah for sure the stimulus was that but but once you get to the thought that you finally vocalize, it's so detached from that that it doesn't seem to make any sense. I don't know. I'm kind of just throwing out things here. Do you see okay, what I'm saying? Okay, I'm getting closer to understanding what you said, but I'm slightly confused. And I don't know what, what I'm confused about. And, I, <laughs> and maybe part of it's because I'm not being very deliberate. Like, I don't have a solid point or, yeah, like, okay. reason for stating it. But it was just interesting to think about the fact that, like, you know, even, like, if you weren't really listening to me right now mm -hmm. and you could be thinking about other things then, Try not and to. then you like yeah <laughs> and then you vocalize a thought and then it just seems like it came out of nowhere i could think like okay what the heck where did that come from mm -hmm. but i couldn't possibly figure it out because the original stimulus was so completely different you know yeah um, let's see if I can try to understand what you're saying. So like, you know, there's a certain stimulus and that kind of refers to like, I guess your environment or something like kind of outside the external thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so that stimulus can evoke some sort of thought in your mind, right? 
and you're saying that thought can sort of lead to more thoughts and different things that's totally unrelated to that stimulus? Yeah, just based off of things you've done in your life. And yeah, what, Like sure. I was saying, the example, like, I cut my hair. Last time I cut my hair was because of this event, and I did this event because of yeah. this. And, like, I know this person, and I went on a date with this person, and, like, why did I date this person? I don't like yeah, this person. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I, I don't know if I, it's a struggle, but something that I kind of experience a lot, too. It's like... It's almost sort of like a rabbit hole or maybe, I don't know if thought loop's the correct term for this, but it's like, it's interesting. Maybe it's because our minds are like in, in a way where it's like, you know, something, our, a, thought, a thought spawns, but then we kind of like almost get really invested in that thought and it almost spirals into like a bunch of more mm. thoughts and more thoughts and snowballs into like something that's completely unrelated. Yeah. And it's like, yeah it's like for me I've, I'm trying I feel like that's kind of been like sort of like hard for me because you know if my mind is always doing that it's kind of hard to like focus on tasks that I kind of need yeah, to do yeah so it makes it harder to live in the present yeah for sure yeah and so like kind of like what ha for you like ha what have you done to like kind of like be able to live in the present and not like s sort of spiral into those thoughts of thoughts of thoughts um, I feel like part of it I mean just like what we're saying like deliberate conversation mm -hmm. so like i having a purpose behind what i oh, do okay. essentially mm -hmm. like knowing what i want out of things and like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to this person because i want to like help them understand what's helped me like you know find oh. joy in my life something like that yeah. so so oh, okay I see. so like and it kind of part of it does come back to like helping other people and like in one of our previous attempts at conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> you like you talked a little bit about how like um you felt a little bit more invested in stuff like doing your team your your esports team yeah. rather than just on your own mm -hmm. and so that's something i feel like if i'm able to focus on helping someone else i'm not so much in my own head mm, i see and so because it's so easy for me to find excuses to just not because ultimately, I mean, there's more productive things I could be doing. Mm -hmm, sure. Um, and then I've, you know, and then I'll go down this rabbit hole of just random thoughts. And, you know, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. I'll deal with this. But when it comes to helping another person, I don't have that excuse. Yeah. Does it's that like, make sense? Yeah. So if, if I understand correctly, it sounds like, you know, when it comes to your own thoughts, you can easily, like, get in your head, I guess. You can be up in the clouds or whatnot, but like when in, in terms of like helping someone, you're it's it's actually like sort of easier for you to like be deliberate and like talking to them or like like saying something that's like meaningful, not just mm -hmm. some random stuff that comes in your head, right? Yeah. Like, how do you understand that? Like, why does that happen? I I think uh, it takes so much effort to get to know someone mm -hmm. or like to help someone out, and like for example, I've been pretty. Like, I haven't thought about a lot of things while we've been trying to do this podcast. Part of it, I'm, like, trying to help provoke good conversation between <laughs> us. And I feel like it's getting better now. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but, like, it takes, you know, there's so much that goes on in people's head mm -hmm. that, you know, no one else can possibly see, right? Yeah. So it takes a lot of effort to break into that, to tap into that, basically. Mm -hmm. And so if I, I feel like if I really want to help someone... I have to tap into that, understand like what they want out of something, what they're mm, feeling. I see. And so it takes enough effort to do that to where it distracts me from oh, my own yeah. thoughts. It almost like kind of gets, it's, 
I, I well, I was gonna like make an example of like you playing video games, but I, I feel like it's sort of an okay like comparison where it's like okay, if you have a lot of thoughts going on in your head, whether it be positive or negative, and then you turn to video games, like you can easily like distract yourself from because the thing is with like video games or honestly any type of activity or maybe mm -hmm. watching a video movie or whatnot, it, it essentially brings your mind to like a certain task. No, it brings your mind to a present because you're like focusing on a task, right? And so with, you know, talking to someone, it sounds like, you know, if you want to like try to evoke something within them, you kind of you kind of have to attend to like what they may be feeling, what they may be thinking, like, you know, what kind yeah. of gets them. It's all encompassing. Whatnot. It takes all it takes. Yeah. I mean, if you're really actually getting to the point where you can be effective it takes like all your energy like yeah. you can't be thinking about other things at the same time yeah that's interesting sorry <laughs> and then like thinking <laughs> about the video game thing like um yeah things like video games are so active and you have to be obviously depending on the game but most of the time like you have to be you know you're controlling this character or mm -hmm. whatever you're doing and you can't be thinking about other things it doesn't work yeah right <laughs> and so you have a task you're gonna do it and it's not the same with movies like i can definitely with movies like get lost in my thoughts you know because yeah, sure. you're not active yeah it's, it's it's yeah and also it's um there's a thing how do i say this like your mind has to be invested in the act itself that's right it, and yeah. so you know it, it doesn't always have to be something that's active you know scrolling through social media your mind can easily be invested in that because there's a lot of different stimuli I guess stimuli I guess there's a lot of things that different things that are kind of like popping up on your screen right and so your mind can easily get invested in that and so it's about like you know I think maybe maybe it's about boredom or like because like think like think about this like if if you're doing something that's boring like how how invested your mind is well you must not task. be very invested if yeah it's exactly yeah and so obviously that's gonna like lead you to like be thinking about a bunch of random other things right mm -hmm. and then comp now compare that to something you enjoy what do you like doing um uh playing basketball <laughs> so you like playing basketball yeah. that can get you 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 also enjoy because because you enjoy that you're able to invest your mind your mind can be invest itself into the act right mm -hmm. and so you know you don't have to deal with your thoughts like going crazy you know? <laughs> it feels nice too, mm -hmm. like to be able to do things that take that much energy and like that's where like running's a little bit different yeah like you can think while you run like <laughs> no problem For especially sure. like if you're on a treadmill or something yeah like you can so it's not the running is not an activity to distract yourself as much as it is uh, I mean, maybe you enjoy doing it or you mm -hmm. feel good about the exercise or it's, something. It's almost like I've heard that, you know, running or like exercise in general is basically like a meditation. Because like in meditation, like what you're doing is basically like you're deliberately doing something for and then I guess not in hopes, but like you're doing something so that your mind can get to a specific state. And some people have this misconception that, you know, when you meditate, you have to be in this no mind state, but that's not necessarily it's, true. No, it's different. Yeah, it's obviously different for everyone. And like, you know, for us, assuming that our minds are both active, you know, exercise is really helpful because it kind of grounds our mind from like, thinking about of random yeah thoughts. hopefully and this that, that that's the same with music too yeah for sometimes, sure sometimes if you're listening and singing to music or whatever mm -hmm. like that's something that a lot of people do yeah to keep their mind 
focused on something else. Yeah, and it really helps because you know if music is help helps you focus. I mean, music can help you focus because it sort of can calm your mind, right?、Mm-hmm. And so that's why you know music is cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like thinking back on all this, I because our minds are made, you know, we're made to be able to do a lot of tasks and stuff,、mm-hmm. and like th- that's why our generation and stuff is like it's d- way different. Like at least in the last like hundred years, because before people were like just trying to survive. There was、yeah. enough to think about with like getting food and、mm-hmm. like doing like working like. Doing all of these things to the point where you didn't have these thought crises that yeah, people、sure. have now,、mm-hmm. and it's definitely abundant everywhere now. That <laughs> just people constantly being worried、yeah. about what people. Th- well, not so much that. That's a different topic. But like、uh, worried about themselves, about、mm-hmm. like how they're acting and stuff. And so when you think about like video games and stuff, it's a little. It's different. Like we're we're using that part of our brain that originally like was just kind of for like you know working hard, keeping ourselves alive, keeping families alive,、sure. all of these things, and kind of channeling it into that thing. And like it's not that your brain doesn't know the difference, and like you'd probably feel more anxious about it if it was like a life or death situation. Yeah. <laughs> But it's distracting you enough.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure.、Um, Any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's true, true, pretty true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's interesting how like sort of the, um, because you mentioned like years ago, where you know life seemed a little more simple in the sense where like we only lived to survive, and so that meant that we had like very pretty specific tasks to do. You didn't have that, a lot of you didn't have a lot ton of decisions to make either. Yeah, it was so, like I have to do this if、mm-hmm. I'm going to survive. And so that kind of, in a way, it was it was sort of nice because it kind of kept your mind occupied, right?、Yeah. But now we're living in a life where, like, it's not things that like got better or worse or whatnot. It's just, you know, the problems that we face basically kind of, I guess, evolved. And so we're trying to like learn how to deal in an age where there's so much. Stimulus out there, you know,、yeah. you can easily get an easy dopamine kick by just scrolling through social media and stuff like that. And a lot of the things that you know, you know how the the way technology is, a lot of it sort of preys on like, you know, I guess our minds and I I don't know how to describe this, and I'm kind of getting stumbling now,、yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know. Where I lost it. <laughs> yeah, I lost it. So I feel like,、um, and then like,、uh, like, so we've kind of laid out like what maybe more of the modern problems are. The question becomes, what do you do about it, right? <laughs> It's so, and that's one of the things that people, and that I personally feel like I spend so much time worrying, like trying to figure out what I'm going to do that、mm-hmm. I end up not doing as much as I should. Yeah. And so. One thought that I had on that was like, I wonder if the value behind, like, let's say there's a certain, like, you've probably heard people say that like lifting weights and stuff can be bad for you long term, depending on what you're, you know. Yeah, I'm no expert, but <laughs> yeah, 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 but like, like <laughs> if you're doing exercises that will hurt your back, like I don't know, I've heard people say that about sit-ups. I don't know if any of this is true,、mm-hmm. but like, let's say for example, running is the healthier exercise. And then sit-ups and push-ups are damaging long-term. This is just—I don't know if it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hypothetical.、Um, um, 
let's let's say you have that and let's say it takes you would it okay would it be better for you maybe your mental state your productivity to just be like okay i'm gonna do push-ups and sit-ups every day um and then ultimately it causes you to kind of break down over the course of your life or it takes you forever to get to the point where you decide to finally go on a run every day or it like takes you years to work up to that like so does your quality of life the fact that you'd be more physically healthy running or something um would your quality of life what becomes more important essentially <sighs> yeah i'm trying to I'm, I've, I've been trying to formulate this i've never like had this thought before yeah i'm, I'm truly trying really really hard to sort of understand <laughs> what the point of that hypothetical is because <laughs> so, i'm so confused right now <laughs> wait it's okay, so man. no Okay, so I'm just thinking about different decisions and the fact that people used to never have to make the decision so much. Mm -hmm. Is it better if you just make a quick decision and not spend so much time deciding on something, even if that quick decision is not the best thing for you to be doing? Does that make sense? Does that simplify <laughs> it better? Because, <laughs> like, okay, it's, uh, maybe... Okay, so there's a quick decision... I'm, I'm trying to work through it. Okay, so you, you listed like two options, right? There's a quick decision, but the, the quick decision is going to give it's you... It's not the better decision. And in, in the sense that it's going to deteriorate your health over time? Uh, well, I don't know. That was just kind of an example of it, but just like... Um, what, what, do I, what do I say here? <laughs> and I think this might be kind of useful for people to hear because like when I haven't ever thought about something before mm -hmm. and then I'm finally like trying to break it down, I have to seriously talk, a, talk through it to get there. Yeah. Um, and also it might just help if you just like say whatever is in your mind when you try to explain this because when you try to formulate something, when you're discussing about something that's kind of new, that might actually be harder for me to understand and that might be harder for yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, just going on a slight tangent, sometimes people, they're not the best, you know, me, I'm not the best when it comes to saying things, articulating myself that well, especially when I form a new thought. And so doing anything like you know even doing something like that that could like help me understand like pretty quickly like what you're saying and so maybe i don't know if yeah 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 so speak your mind <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to and then like it's okay though. and i love tracing these things back like it's interesting because we were talking about like kind of the chains of thoughts and how that gets you down rabbit holes and stuff right sure yeah and so like you know when you have like a super i don't know if it's a deliberate conversation so much a, like I don't know, like, cause we don't have we don't have a point we're trying to reach with this, right? Yeah, we're just like hoping just that, <laughs> <laughs> hoping that some we figure out some random things and mm -hmm. can talk about certain thoughts. And yeah. so, like that thought of like the the push-ups versus the running kind of came from. And I'm still confused about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna try to simplify it more. <laughs> I'm still it. thinking about it as I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But like that all came from just talking about like the past and stuff and like making decisions and like what's a more productive decision and earlier we were talking before we started this i was trying to bring up some sort of psychological like struggles that i have mm -hmm. um i think it might be useful to trace it back to this so like for example like i mentioned analysis paralysis so i feel like so many times in my life um i've kind of 
I could have benefited more from just doing something, making the decision about something, even if I, because I, I spend so much time trying to figure out if it's the absolute best thing for me to do mm-hmm. that I end up doing like nothing or like I end up doing it, but I've wasted tons of time or energy through thinking and stuff. So, <laughs> so let me see if I sort of understand like what you mean by analysis process. Let's see if we can sort of unpack that. So, like from what I hear, you you say that you know you sort of like you think a lot and you and it sounds like you care about a particular outcome maybe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so because of that, that that kind of prevents you from being able to do what you want, actually want, right? And so okay. So, like, what is that outcome you're looking for? Like, why do you think a lot? Um, so, like, uh, probably the simplest terms to put it in is, like, taking it back to school, for example, mm-hmm. right? I have a lot of homework to do. Ultimately, I want to be able to not procrastinate every, procrastinate everything to the end and not yeah. stress about everything for, like, multiple weeks at the end mm-hmm. rather than just doing bits at a time. I recognize that I feel better if I go do my homework for a couple hours and then I have the rest of the day to relax or hang sure. out with people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, when it came to school, that goal was I want to feel like I did something today. Like I'm working toward making my making things easier for myself in the future mm-hmm. by you know doing that little bit of homework. But yeah. then also being able to have time to relax and not worry and feel good about what I did. Yeah, and. It's- yeah, so you you try to like sort of almost rationalize like the good like like what happens if you just do your work on time because you know you, you say that if I just do my work then I'd be able to just relax and like have the rest of the day to myself. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering like but the but but then you mentioned like you have this problem where it's like but you're still paralyzed by something and it's like this analysis like thinking and like like sort of like what gets in the way of like you being able to just do it like you say you you think a lot yeah 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 that's what i'm um so i tend to i'll be doing my math homework Mm -hmm. and then i'll be like i've always been so concerned about time and like like am i gonna do this what time am i gonna be done with this because i want to feel like because it's hard when it's something that it's completely up for me to do mm-hmm. um so like with just with school for example like i know it's going to be over with that at that time and oh. that is comforting mm. and so when it comes to like doing my math homework i want it to be over at a certain time but i still have to make that happen oh. and so i'm sitting there thinking about okay that'll be done at four and then i'm thinking about my next two weeks all the other classes that okay I have now to with. okay let's see so you say that Okay, I think this is making sense. <laughs> as weird as it sounds. Okay, so you, so when it comes to school, you know, it's it feels comfortable because you exactly know, you know, when it starts, when each class period ends, and ultimately when school ends, right? Yeah. But when it comes to homework, there's some level of uncertainty, right? Yeah. Where the uncertainty like, gets, I think, so much about that uncertainty that and, it makes me not mm-hmm. do, not makes me, but like, yeah. Yeah, and so there's sort of this, like, you know, when you describe yourself thinking, like. Pr- what is it called? Thinking paralysis? paralysis? Analysis paralysis. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Analysis paralysis. You try to make you, you you think about like how can I make this act like this action? I guess the most efficient as possible to in order to get. Okay, I don't even know if I'm phrasing this correctly. <laughs> how can I do this homework in a way? You th- okay? 
Let me try it. Start over again. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I got this. It's useful. Okay? So like, how can, how can I manage my time while doing this homework in a way that is efficient? No, no. One more time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is the problem with our, well, at least my mind. Would it be fair to say our minds is that we have a hard time? You're better th than me, right? But Maybe because I've talked more like yeah, you were saying, more but, practice. Okay. But. Let's, we got this, okay? So <laughs> you, when it comes to analysis paralysis, you try to think about ways to make the homework, the act of doing homework, time efficient so that you can get it done at a specific time because if you know how to do it like efficiently then you're more you're you are more uh, I guess aware of like when it should be finished right mm -hmm. and so it's sort of like this problem kind of revolves around like managing your time sort of right because you want to get things done at a specific time that's what I'm hearing yeah because like I feel it gives me more of like a sense of hope like that mm -hmm. I'll you know that I'll be able to relax or whatever like mm -hmm. okay I could be done with this at that time if oh, I just I do see. it and then that's while I'm doing my homework right so if I just do it I'll be done with it at that time and then I think about all my other homework mm -hmm. I do all that and by the time I'm done planning all that out 20 minutes has passed and so then I have to do it again oh. <laughs> you see what I mean mm -hmm. so then I'm like okay so now I'll be done at 6.30, then I'll do this at this time, this at this time, this at, you know, and then it's like, okay, then maybe I'll just push that homework till tomorrow. It's fine. I don't have to do it today. Mm. And then it just oh. never ends, you see? <laughs> and so this is kind of your way of procrastinating. Where it's like That's kind of how procrastinating works with me personally, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Oh, man, this is, this is some good stuff, man. <laughs> I'm still processing it a little bit. Okay. So I'm, tr I'm trying to understand, like, so you, you seem to, like, try to, like, keep on like why well you try to i guess be on time with the way try I, not to procrastinate or not what? try to procrastinate but the way in which you try to spend your time like you try to aim for this efficiency right yes you try to very like, much so yeah. and so like i'm trying to understand like why are, do you try to be efficient in, like, uh, I guess time. just because I've recognized that I feel so much better after I've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole Jordan Peterson, make your bed. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and so, like, after I've accomplished something. It feels good. It feels good. And also to know that I don't have any other responsibilities for the net rest mm. of the day, okay. but I've accomplished something. So that's, that's where it comes into, like, um, when I take, you know, I used to, like, not really do anything, mm -hmm. like, especially over the summer. Like, when it comes to that, I don't ever feel, like, even though I don't have any responsibilities all day, I don't feel good about myself because I haven't accomplished something. Mm. And so I want to be able to, like, accomplish little things every day and have that feeling of fulfillment and have time to relax. But it's interesting day. because, like, it's not that, you know, if you do nothing, sure, you don't feel accomplished, but it seems like the, the, the time aspect is kind of a nece necessary like condition like because you said that you know i can only feel accomplished if i do it in x amount of time right yeah because like sure accomplishing something is nice but you also mentioned it has to be done by you know this time that i, I know like i usually aim for like before dinner right so yeah then I can and watch so like what hap ha what happens when you do try to set a time for yourself to do something you end up like doing it but you end up like being over time like what happens like um okay so I usually feel fine about it if I'm fully engaged the whole time. 
right? So like if mm. I if I say it's going to take me two hours to do all this homework, um, but then I'm not really I'm not having that analysis paralysis thing. If I like that day that doesn't really happen to me, and I end up you know just like fully engaged in that homework mm -hmm. and it takes me three hours instead of two i still feel fine because i know i wasn't i was engaged but when it takes way longer because i know i've been thinking about how long it's going to take mm -hmm. and i've been having the thing that we've been talking about i see then i feel like oh my gosh i wasted so much time i i basically didn't start really getting into my homework until two hours after i sat down to do it what's what's wrong with wasting your time then I don't have time to relax later. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. Like I feel like there's there's a lot of things to do and purpose in life that I need to like keep moving and well, I don't know. I I, I just have never felt good about wasting time. Hmm. I feel like that's been ingrained in me. It's not something I've learned so much as like and that's uh, it sounds like you sort of, you have to like keep doing something. It sounds like you I, I'm getting what I'm hearing is like you have to keep on being productive, right? You have to like keep on managing your time in a way where yeah, it's and like I don't none feel and I don't feel relaxed if my pro productivity wasn't like mm, maximized in a sense. I see. And so, like, how long have you felt that way? I don't know. Years, honestly. <laughs> like, can you, can you like give me like a very early example, like maybe when you were like a kid where? You know, you actually, yeah. I mean, I can't remember a lot of specifics from back like fifth grade or yeah, something. Yeah, sure. But, it doesn't have to be. But so like, early. but like sixth grade, I remember the last few months of school, we had like four reports we had to do, mm -hmm. like with presentations and stuff. And I would just kind of, and it's so funny because I was looking back on my Google Drive the other day. They are the stupidest little presentations. I could do it in like 20 minutes now. But yeah. anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> At that point, that was a daunting task. Mm. And so, but like I would always end up doing it. And that's, that's why I would procrastinate. Um, that's what resulted in procrastination was because I got so worried about it, I would eventually be like, I'll just do it tomorrow. Well, well what did you worry about it? Like, I mean, what part of like doing the, the presentation did you worry? I just hated doing it. I don't know. Like, you don't like doing homework. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> sure. But like, like, just doing things that you're not interested in or like, yeah, I don't know. But there was some sort of fear, wasn't there? Because you mentioned that, you know, you like, I'm trying to like, uh, how do I put this to words? Because I'm trying to understand, like, because, like, right now, you know, you always get stressed when you're unable to complete it, um, certain tasks at a specific time. And sometimes it could feel worse when you um, spend too much time because you could be doing things that are meaningful. Yeah. And it's almost like you're losing time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's so, the, like... That's the primary thing. And so that's what... That's why I procrastinate is because eventually I'm like, this isn't worth it. I'll do it tomorrow. Okay, And yeah. then I'm like, fine, I'll relax. Like, and I feel a little bit better. And so I'm wondering, like, in that example, when you're sixth grade and doing the presentation, did you have that feeling of, like, you know, I'm losing... Would it be fair to say that you were losing time? Uh, yeah, because I knew... I just always knew, like, it's better for me to do this right now. I shouldn't wait a week, you know? shouldn't wait a day I shouldn't wait till the end of the night I, I have time to do it now I know I should do it now and I've never felt good about wasting time and like I um you never felt good about wasting time so let's try to tunnel and, and try to like understand that specifically so like so why exactly like during that when you're a kid like why did you not feel good wasting your time 
I don't know. It must be a different level of conscientiousness that, like, I, I've just always had ingrained in me. Like, part of it can come from, like, my parents, for example. Like, my dad's just always been like, be productive, do this, do this, make mm. sure you're always doing something. Yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> so, okay, so I look at it, the way I've always looked at it is it's kind of a clash between my parents that's, like, kind of come through me. Mm-hmm. So, like, my mom is super good at just kind of doing things in the moment and like if she doesn't do something it's fine if she does it tomorrow she's not worried about it so she she's still kind feels of lenient. fine she's kind of lenient she's yeah. kind of chill right yeah and she still like is fine doing it and if something shows up in life unexpected mm. uh she's like okay yeah we'll figure this out but like i personally really struggle with that and then my dad he's always planning things out he has very like specific routines a mm-hmm. lot of the time and so it leads you know I feel like in me, I've had that kind of from my dad, like wanting to be productive, knowing that I can do a lot mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of time for me to do stuff. And then from my mom, kind of a sense of, oh, I can do this later. Oh, I see. And so it like, <laughs> yeah, there's so something. It's, it's a hard, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it clashes. And I, I and you, so you're explaining like there's sort of a clash between like the work styles and like the way you know your mom and dad functions but i wonder if there's sort of like almost a clash between you and your dad because if you think about like you know it seemed like you kind of i don't no i'm not gonna say that so like for your dad like this is gonna be a weird question to ask but has there been a time where like you know he did set out a plan for you but you didn't really follow through with it or you didn't really commit to it <laughs> so many times so many times huh <laughs> yeah tell me so about like that. <laughs> he always you know i feel like he's he's always wanted me to be doing something and mm-hmm. i totally get it like i yeah. i understand like and it's good to like be busy like i don't know figuring yourself out whatever for sure like and dad if you're listening to this i'm not trying to offend you in any way yeah i don't think you are you're trying to offend him bro (laughs) yeah but like so like he would you know map out exercise Mm -hmm. like he told me like do these exercises Mm -hmm. every day like for this week and then i'll give you 10 bucks or something at the end of the week and then um i would end up doing all of it in like the last hour of saturday (laughs) i'm like (laughs) i'm doing 120 pull-ups in one day that's a lot of pull-ups it's like almost impossible Uh when i'm in like third grade or whatever and Mm -hmm. so like that you know it always happened with that and so like you know and he always wanted me to do stuff and like i don't know and i wanted and i understood it i'm like it'd be great to like work out and like get stronger and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but like there's a part of you that 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 analysis paralysis or i don't know maybe there's a better word for it but that's it seemed to resonate well, with let's, me. before like we go on to analysis paralysis like yeah it sounded like your dad he was really strict well i don't know strict is the best word to describe it, but he was like he wanted you you know he thought what's best for you was to like keep like have you keep on <laughs> have you like you know on d- doing stuff yeah just know. have you like doing stuff you know like yeah, he, yeah. he would always like set i guess goals for you right he yeah wants he, to... yeah because i wouldn't really for myself so he's like you know yeah do this and this and like mm-hmm. these are good examples of goals and so was there a time where he's he tried to set a goal for you or he wanted you to do something but you were unable to like complete it um yeah i can't remember anything super specific Could well be anything and like 
Uh, maybe back to like playing football and stuff. Like mm-hmm. the first year I played football, he's like, "You need to promise me that you're not gonna quit or anything, right?" Mm. And so like I go through that first year, like I, I'm fine. And then the second year, I can't remember if he said it to me again, but it felt like he wanted me to follow through. After like a couple weeks into the season, I just felt horrible about it. Like I was getting the crap beat out of me, mm-hmm. and like I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I finally was willing to be like, "Okay, I hate this. Like I'm not doing this anymore." And so, like, that's where I kind of just, like, I know that he wanted me to keep going, mm-hmm. but I you just pulled the plug to. on it. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not playing football and anymore. And so how did he react to you just, like, like, he said that, I want you to keep playing football, right? But, like, how did he react to when you just you just pulled the plug on him? Um, uh, he was pretty understanding. Like, he understands different mm-hmm. situations, but, like, um, he's always been, I guess it's, he doesn't, okay, maybe he doesn't understand it but he's willing to let me figure it out or be me cuz like he always was sports he was always wanted to play sports oh, okay. when he was when he was young he loved it he, you know basketball football baseball everything in high school he just did not stop um whenever he had free time he would be playing sports so it's something that he couldn't really fully understand like why would i want to stop mm. playing and so uh, i don't know what did did you think he was sort of disappointed in you when he when you quit? Uh, I mean, I think I felt that way, but like as I've come to, and maybe just in like recent years, I've come to know him more and like realize that like you know he's 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 I think he comes off more strict than mm-hmm. he actually feels. Sure. Like when he will like tells me to someone to do something, like it sounds like more like sounds super strict and like mm-hmm. do this exactly this way but like that's just how he talks and he's not totally like aware of that yeah and so like it always was something that made me like feel like maybe he was disappointed in me and then he would kind of like after i quit football he didn't really fully you know he didn't say much about it he was just like oh dang like <laughs> but like i know that like he probably wanted me to keep doing it but like i think ultimately just because uh you know, he was so invested in it, wanted me to get so much better. I felt like he was probably disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you feel like he was disappointed in you when you? Yes, quit? I, I, I pro. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I'll be, yeah, be blatantly honest. I, yeah. Yeah, and how <laughs> how's it feel to like, you know, your dad just like, he he wants you to do this, he wants you to do this, but then you're just like, no, like, how must that feel like? Um, I, it. It's weird because I've always felt good about who I am and mm-hmm. like hanging out. Like I loved hanging out with my family, doing these ran- like when I was little. Like we would do these random things. Like uh, <laughs> for example, we did this tournament. Like me and my sisters made this thing of like who's the best uh, movie character, and like we mapped out like two hundred and fifty six characters onto wow. like a bracket and stuff. <laughs> and you know, I was kind of like just leading the whole thing. And for some reason, I liked organized stuff Mm -hmm. like that that I could like carry out and I and it's something that's always been really hard because it's not something that's easily categorized by worldly um standards so for example it's not like oh Coleman loves sports Coleman loves music you know I you know do you know what I mean like how it's super easy for people to say something about themselves if other people know a lot about it like so I play football that's all I need to say mm-hmm. to someone and they're like oh tell me about that but like when I say like I do podcasts 
I don't feel great about saying that because it's totally an abnormal thing to say. And so mm. where am I drawing that from? Um, what did you ask me? Okay, I see. I can't uh, remember. I, <laughs> I, I wonder if it's a good idea for me to like say what I'm thinking or maybe ask you more stuff. Because like, here's the thing. Okay, so let's kind of go back to the example of your dad. You know, he, he wants you to do football, but then, you know, you don't like it at all, right? And you begin to hate it. And so, and then you, eventually you, it comes to a point where you just stop. You pull the plug, right? Oh, yeah. And another principle with that, I just oh, okay. want to add real fast, sure. is like, I've kind of realized that probably, so I never, I never loved it. Like mm -hmm. the first year I did it, but like I felt like I was going to get better than the next year. I was not any better. The kids were bigger and it was like even mm -hmm. harder. And so I felt, I think that in order to convince myself to quit, I had to convince myself that I hated it more than I did. Mm. And so that's just one thing that plays into it. Like I had to, in a sense, push further away from maybe my dad's ideals of playing football or like anyone else's really mm -hmm. in order to feel good about walking away from it but but yeah. it didn't feel good about you didn't but even though you I hate, didn't feel good about it but I felt justified in doing it I had yeah. found enough reasons yeah you sh yeah. yeah sure you felt enough reasons but at the end of the day did you feel good about it I oh as the years passed I was like that doesn't matter it was but I mean, at, at, <laughs> at the, the moment, moment, I didn't feel great about right. it. Right. And, and one, <laughs> I actually did not feel like I could fully uninvolve myself. So I actually ended up helping the coach the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. So I would help him organize things. And I ended up like taking notes on some things when like they would do certain plays and stuff. And it like helped him know which plays were more effective and stuff, which I actually kind of enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. But it made me feel better about quitting football itself mm. oh Colin there's <laughs> some juicy stuff in there man so uh, I don't know this is good stuff I just go don't know this. what to say <laughs> yeah because <laughs> here's the thing Coleman case because let's let's try to like tunnel in and like think like precisely about like kind of what's going on in your mind when this stuff happens so you know your dad okay so going back to the football your dad he gets, you know, passionate. He wants you to do this, right? He's always, he always wants you to do something, you know? He tries to, like, do things that he thinks is good for you. And so you've acknowledged that. He, you know, you, you try to be understanding that, hey, maybe he's not the strictest guy in the world. And clearly it doesn't sound like he's the strictest no. guy in the world. He just, you know, he's trying to do what's best for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so you try to, and, it's, it's, and there's an interesting thing that happens where, you know, when I asked you, like, you know, how did you feel? You kind of, like, or like, how did you feel in the moment where? Like, I, well, and when you ask that, the original thought of like, oh yeah, I feel like he was disappointed. That comes in my mind. I know it's true, but then I try to veer off because it yes. sounds it sounds like I'm being mean to him or something. Yes, because well, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, but it's not necessarily because you're afraid of being mean, but it's more that. It, I'm just gonna like say it, but like, you feel ashamed when you kind of like, go against your dad's wishes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what really hurts the most. It's, you know, like you, you care about a lot about him. And, it, it, you know, you try to like come up with a lot of reasons and you try to literally hate football because the thought of you just like doing what you want as opposed to what your dad wants for you, you know, that hurts because somewhere, you know, when you're young, if I were to guess that like, you learn that, you know, going against your dad's wishes or doing what you want rather than what he wants, you know, that's what hurts. 
Yeah, and it's like it's not something because I I feel like I've been able to find mm-hmm. kind of more who like how I th- thrive but, in a sense but, in a yeah. different way like by sometimes having to go against what he wants for me right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's just been super like it can be super hard to where that might be part of why I don't feel super comfortable always telling people like everything what, you like. what I like and stuff because. I feel like other people don't like <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know. Because maybe like <laughs> I don't know how deeper we want to go, but like oh. <laughs> has there been experience maybe with your dad where it's like like um where you've kind of showed a, a pre- a, an interest in something but then he was disproving of that or not approving of that? Uh, Did that ever happen? I think uh not fully it's okay it's kind of like when i would so it happened with like mountain biking um like i liked it mm-hmm. but he like he wanted me to be on the team mm. and so like there's like that for some reason that like you know he feels like i need to be competitive with what i'm doing yeah but i've never felt that way i've never really had much of a desire to mm-hmm and so, uh, like, if you like, you could even pick it out as just an overarching principle. He wants me to be competitive, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and that's something I've gone against. I feel like a little bit, like, kind of just slowly getting my way out of like competitive sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my future, I don't want to be in business, anything like that, where I'm like having to compete with people in order, like, in some sort of capitalistic type of thing. Yeah, sure. Like, I want to. Each seminary or like <laughs> do podcasts, but you know, and it's, it's yeah. there, there's an interesting thing that happens because you earlier you mentioned like you know when you talk about podcasts you kind of you don't feel comfortable talking about like what you like right yeah you're and I wonder if there's any like sort of like relationship between like you know you like having a hard time like doing what it's it's like almost as if you have a hard time finding things that you want to do. Not no 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 no. But like, do you kind of get what I'm trying to s- say? Because like earlier, no no sorry. I'm I'm trying to compose my thoughts. Let me think for a second. Are you trying to ask me another question about like? I'm I'm trying to think, connect. If, the are thoughts. you trying to connect it to my dad? Maybe some sort of experience of like why I don't like to tell people mm-hmm. about myself. Yeah, because I have a thought on that. But and. And I think it kind of relates to this productivity thing. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, a lot of the experiences and, I guess, painful ones. I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying yours was, like, so traumatic. But everyone has some of their traumas that we carry. And it usually spawns from a young age. And, you know, you know, it's, you know, you can't, you can't really blame him, right? You know, he's doing the best that he oh, could. Yeah. But you have to also acknowledge, like, there's certain things that you carry with you that, you know, kind of, like, may like give an indication to why you you feel a certain way so like let's go back to the present day where it's like you need to be productive or like you need to manage your time correctly right like because what happens if you don't manage your time correctly i mean i end up feeling unfulfilled and i end up getting less done than i should sure you feel unfulfilled but i wonder it's that sense of shame or maybe that guilt uh, part of it, and I, I don't know. I've contributed it, um, some in some sense to fear, like feeling like, um, okay, so I'm like a strong believer in God, right? Yeah. And I feel like 
I feel really responsible to God to like make use of my time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm here for a reason. Yeah. And I should be doing something. And so like that's something I've contributed it to. And I think I've I've learned a lot of about God through my dad. And so maybe I even like put like <laughs> that thought, I don't know. Maybe I'm like portray God the same like kind of how I think of like how my dad wants me to constantly be doing things and I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I feel like it's been useful it's gotten me to the point where I feel like um I I'm making things happen in my Mm -hmm. life um because I feel guilty if I don't and it feels good to go make things happen yeah for sure um and so I am ultimately not like super upset about it I just know that I'm better off um, if that's not like that. Yeah, for sure. And you don't strike. Yeah, I I don't get any sense like you resent your dad or anything, right? I'm just trying to point out like, hey, like like you know, like maybe there's sort of like I'm trying to point out like maybe perhaps that's the origin of why you feel the need to like do things in a certain way, right? Yeah. Because like, uh, do you? Like, could you, like, kind of tell me, like, what I'm saying to you so that... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just zoned out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, But, uh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I've picked up a lot from that. Like, it makes... It's cool to backtrack it, um, to see the connections. Mm-hmm. And actually, to... Okay, to connect it back to where I was trying to make that analogy. <laughs> with, like, the push-ups versus the treadmill thing. Yeah. A better way of saying it is kind of more that analysis paralysis things like the reason I brought it up is because it's something I struggle with and I feel like the answer is pretty obvious in a way what's the answer? of if am is it better if I drag this out the the decision to do this homework or if I just do it now mm. and it doesn't matter maybe maybe that was a bad example of like something that deteriorates your body over I wonder time. I will hear can I see if I like can I like say some words and see if it kind of like relates or yeah, yeah. if <laughs> so so you kind of have this thing kind of this hypothetical or like it's questions like should I do something now but in turn like you won't like it yeah or should you wait at the last possible moment but <laughs> yeah, you'll be okay with much. this right when I yeah because like I know that when I push it to the end I will get it done mm-hmm. like that's that's always been something like with school I'm like I'm gonna get it done yeah but I, it, even if it's to the last night but I feel like there's a difference between the now and you pushing aside sort of because when I think of you doing something now or like in the instant moment you're sort of attending to what your dad wants right uh-huh. he wants you to, to play football he wants you to do all these uh, pull-ups because he wants you active that's he wants you to do things now right but on the other hand you, you have your mom who's pretty chill right and so she's kind of like one of those types she's like well wait it out next like next day stuff like that yeah and for her in her case like she she kind of lets you do what you want to do right and so i'm wondering you know that how if that's kind of relates to your dad and your mom that's strange hypothetical or thing you mentioned earlier i think so where it's like you know i can do things now but i'm not going to enjoy i can do i can play football f- because my dad wants me to but at the end of the day i'm not going to enjoy it or am i going to put things last moment or am i going to just do what i um, want 
Hmm. Well, okay, I would say those are two different things. Uh, I, I do think so, When too. it comes to, like, homework and stuff, I know I'm going to end up doing it. I know I'm not going to like it either anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, football and stuff was never something I had to do. Yeah. Like, in homework, I always felt like I had to do. But, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure why that was And it, it's not strictly – it's not. It's such a hard parallel to draw because it's not, it's not necessarily that you're – it's not the procrastination that sort of makes you feel like – would you, would you say it's fair to would you say it's fair to say is it fair to say that you feel guilty when you push put things aside? Yes. Okay, so let's kind of like I don't think it's procrastination per se. It's more about you know what you want versus what your dad wants at the end of the day. What your dad wants is you to be like you know organized or he wants you to you know he's strict he wants you to do this this that he wants you to like manage your time he wants you to you know do he wants to play football there's all kinds of things it's not just procrastination there's a lot of select things that you know um um that he wants you to do but on the other hand you want to do things you want to do part of you wants to do things like your way right where it's like you know you although you know it's good for you and you know that if you just do things impossible at the moment, you try to rationalize through your feelings because at the end of the day, you just want to put, put things to the side, right? Yeah. Like, you, you know, you know well, I that... I just don't want to do it. Yeah, like, it essentially. It gets down to that, yeah. And so, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you kind of so get what I'm saying It's now? interesting, yeah. I don't know what, you like, can the say, solution is, but... And I've tried it's, so many times to figure it out. I think out. it's... Okay, because here's, here's the problem. The reason why you're so conscientious, why you follow through a task, the why you're a good student, the reason why you know you're not, you don't rebel against your parents, is because there's sort of this fear that's like sort of that drives your actions. And it's not a fear like I'm physically like I'm not gonna get beat or anything. Yeah, like, I don't think it's, so. It's it's, like, it's very small and subtle. And it, but it's like an emotional or even like you know like a spiritual feeling like I feel like I don't want to hurt them in any way I want to fulfill well it's not that you don't want to hurt them you don't want to be that kid who's like I'm gonna do it my way yeah or because you feel you feel guilty when you do things yeah and I want to stay connected to them and I'm grateful that they provided for me mm -hmm. and like yeah but you it's very subtle because like oh gosh I lost my train of thought already but (laughs) Because here's the thing, like, you, you mentioned, like, you know, uh, I, 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 you don't want it to be a disappointment. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. You don't want to disappoint your parents. And sure, a lot of it has to do with, you know, you, you do love your parents, and I, I'm, I have a good feeling that your parents love you too. <laughs> and, like, you know, they did the best that they could. At the same time, you have to recognize that at the end of the day, what, you know, a lot of what feels your actions is through you know you don't want to disappoint them because how how did you disappoint them in the past or at least your dad how did you disappoint him i mean we talked about it was yeah sports. just say it. Yeah, yeah sports yeah. right not following through with sports is not, probably one of and the what else examples and like uh, maybe with working like, yeah and working you're ne- like i i've worked and stuff but like not as much as he wanted me to mm-hmm. like during the summer is like oh get it like get another job or like work longer. and so what happens when you don't work effectively or you don't get things done you feel guilty right yeah 
And that's why this you have this problem right now. Because <laughs> that's what drives your actions. That's yeah. the reason why sometimes it's really hard to do, for you to do things that you should do because there's this constant feeling of guilt. This sort of this feeling <laughs> from the past. <laughs> right? Dead on. Yeah, there is. There it is, of... right? <laughs> and it's not, I don't think it's just because of my parents. I think there's like natural, you know, like yeah, more sure. like God-given like things for me to do struggles or whatever mm -hmm, sure but yeah. like yes there is a constant feeling of guilt, guilt. exactly <laughs> and that's and that and that's why you're so awesome Coleman that's why you're a good student you get straight A's you you always listen to them you do you try to do what your parents want you to do <laughs> and and here's the thing like sure and and that's kind of why there's always this battle it's like you know, I, you, you get what I'm saying? Yes. And so, like, what do we do about that? What I do you think? That's that's the hard thing. And I kind of uh, going in my own direction. I feel good about, like, with my mission, mm -hmm. it'll be more of a, being responsible for other people rather than only myself. Yeah. That's something I don't feel great about is, like, how so much of what I've been doing my entire life is just for myself. Mm-hmm. It, like it feels not as fulfilling and like we were talking about earlier like I feel better when I'm able to do things for other people and stuff and so I think that that feeling of guilt ultimately goes away when I'm doing something I feel like sure. I know I should be doing and like just this conversation for example I feel like I'm bringing out like not me personally but like we're bringing out the best in each other and I feel like this is where I need to be and I don't feel guilty about other stuff right now mm -hmm. And so that's that's ultimately the battle, and I spend so much time trying to figure out what I should be doing mm -hmm. that I lose, you know, I lose productivity so and stuff. Here's so the that's, thing: that's you know, it's still a thing. You know, clearly it sounds like you know what to do, right? It's like you know, at the end of the day, you have to just do what you do. But you know, right? Yeah, it's the logical the answer. It's the logical answer, but I don't think that's the complete answer because no. I think for you personally, I think what you need to do is to be able to tolerate that guilty feeling. Sure, you can go to other things like helping other people, but that's only gonna, do, gonna put that feeling aside temporarily. Yeah, yeah. If you really wanna like overcome this feeling of like guilt for like, you know, you know all this stuff, I, I don't wanna try to explain it because you know already, but like yeah. if you want to overcome this guilt, you, what you need to do is be able to just sit with it and just not like, don't rationalize, don't say, uh, I'm gonna help person or I know it's better to, if I just do my homework now like no amount of rationalization is gonna do anything for that emotions because that's not how emotions yes yeah, so, okay yeah and so you know I I, I wish I could come up it's a, it's not easy I mean I've thought about it so much yeah um, and so <laughs> like you know uh, like do you, I was gonna say like do you know how to like sit with your emotions but I, I, I mean I don't mind it I'm not someone who gets like devastated on yeah, myself for sure. I just like ah, I just feel like that feeling will go away if I'm constantly doing things it's and that's not the bad. hard thing yeah I, I get it and I but I know I need to be like helping people and stuff mm -hmm. and so for example right now I have ten days until I, until I start the MTC yeah and. I am feeling very stressed because I've told everyone I've done this podcast with mm -hmm. 
that I am going to make like this best of podcast. And I've done it for, I've done a part one already. I did it last week. Yeah. Like of like, it's like 10 minutes from the first 15 interviews I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't done the second part. It's going to take a long time to do. I don't know if I have time to do it. I also told everyone, I had everyone who I've interviewed send me a picture of mm-hmm. themselves because I was going to make a video of like, 30 seconds of each person like and I was going to put it to like music it was going to be <laughs> I honestly thought it would could be really impactful but I just don't know if I can do it and I feel really guilty about that partly because mm. I told other people about it but I also think that I can help a lot of people through that and I don't want to pass up any opportunities to help other people mm-hmm. and <laughs> so that's bringing guilt too so finding that balance is incredibly difficult and making it so that I am doing enough for myself enough for other people it's and well, I don't, thing- I don't want to play it off like mm-hmm. helping other people isn't the answer because ultimately I feel like part of it is, but I think maybe I'm going about it in the wrong way. So you're not really doing anything wrong, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, there's a lot to... There's so much, man. <laughs> I wish I was like a trained psychiatrist because I feel like if I was, then I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, that does make sense. It's just I can't put it to words. Cause yeah, maybe we ought to not go deeper. I don't know. <laughs> but I... I well, I mean, it's up to you. If you don't, if you don't want to, that's okay. We don't. Have I mean, to. do you have any initial thoughts on that that you think? I have thoughts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's here's the thing. Like, sure, you can try to find the right balance, right? You want to do things that you want to do, but you you also realize that you know it would be a good, probably a good idea to like do this. So you want to do that, and like you said a lot of things and you, <laughs> you just rationalize. I I wish I caught it, but then I forgot what you said. No, it's okay. And like, I have a hard time too because. Um, I'm starting to realize how much power I have to help people mm-hmm. <laughs> and like sometimes doing like these conversations and stuff has like helped people a lot and like I just know that like there's like it, sometimes it takes like one moment in someone's life to like realize something and turn a corner and like feel so much better and I want that for people so bad because mm-hmm. I felt that personally happen when I was able to really embody who I am in like just this dissecting things, talking to people, spiritual things, psychological things, all of it. And so I guess it's just, I feel like I always have an opportunity to impact someone and Mm -hmm. I never want to pass that up, but you know, you can only, you can't run faster than you have strength. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) This is going to be a random question, but did you feel uncomfortable when I started like asking you like questions about yourself more? Uh, I mean, it was kind of unexpected, but I should have, I mean, that's kind of how we've always had our conversations. Yeah. Yeah. But like the thing is like, you know, you'd always talk about like, you know, you, you want to like find that fulfillment in helping others and doing good. Right. And I, I try to like ask you questions and then you talk about yourself, but then you like go on about like, you know, trying to like be, you know, a good force in nature or whatever. And that's not bad. Yeah, Don't get yeah. me wrong. But I wonder if like you feel weird like talking about you, you yourself. Sort of. And I mean, I've done what, 43 of these podcasts. Yeah. And so I and feel like there's, you know, I've talked about myself bits and pieces through sure. all of it. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like talking about that a little bit more, breaking down, like, mm-hmm. why I am who I am, like, all of these things. Okay. But, yeah, maybe I don't feel as comfortable as, I mean, I see, like, I'm sure you picked up that, like, a sense of that. Yeah, because like, the thing is, I, I'm sort of having a hard time following around. And you would not either feel comfortable yes, talking I about Yes, I wouldn't. Yourself. Yeah, for different reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, we all have these complexes, but... 
you know, at, at least in, in what I think, like at the core of it, you just, I already said this, but you just have to be okay with feeling guilty. And sometimes, you know, you often give in to the guilt by doing things right, which is, feels strange. And so, it's a, yeah, it's a weird thing. And so, <laughs> there's not, when it comes to your procrastination, I feel like the only way you're going to be able to be fine, like, I think the step forward for you for like solving this issue of procrastinating, you know, in your case, it sounds like there's actually two types of procrastinating. You know, one is the idealistic procrastination where you try to chase the ideal, right? You want to have time, this be done a specific time. That, but the ideal kind of paralyzes you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you refer it to as analysis paralysis. So I'm just grabbing my notes. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's basically called idealistic because, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. And so for, for idealistic procrastination, you have to basic for that, you have to let go of like the idea that you're going to do this on a specific time, right? Because like, for example, are you, well, before I go on the example, are you trying to follow me? Are you following me? Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering what like your second, because like the, the idealistic procrastination would be that I want a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. And so I exactly yeah yeah well that's but idealistic procrastination what does that mean like I'm procrastinating because I want a certain outcome or just yeah because you chase an ideal right or is okay that... so I'm putting stuff off because I'm so concerned about the outcome the ideal yeah yeah okay. about doing it at a specific time because yeah. <laughs> what happens when you don't do it at a specific time you feel guilty right yeah, yeah yeah and so what do you do so and then I am gonna give an example right so if, like take for example a kid studying for a test you you can't t the kid can't get an a on the test he can't get a b he can't get like you can't decide what hit the the outcome of you know the, the you he can't decide what the the grade of the the score he's going to get on the test all he can do is work on the test i mean study right yeah and it's kind of your case you can't control and decide what the outcome is you know you don't can't decide how i mean sure you can but like at the end of the day the time you spend on something is just an outcome all you can do is just focus in the present and just get it done yeah right and what was the other type of procrastination did you already mention that um and the second one is um it's avoidance procrastination Oh, and so just pure discomfort and like and I don't want to do this <laughs> you know you know do you think you're lazy or like what, I honestly when you, don't think I'm lazy okay well <laughs> sorry never mind. That was random. but like in terms of avoidance procrastination there's an underlying emotion that sort of keeps us from doing a task or like you know so yeah. in your case you feel guilty when you're um when you put things off right because it's not necessarily that you don't put things off, but you feel guilty when you don't do it at the moment, in the exact moment. And sometimes that guilt can like kind of like make it even harder for you to start things. Cause yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. And so kind of, do you get? Yeah, you <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. And so like, it's good to identify those things. I'm glad we like dissected it. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I'm, I'm ha sorry if this like didn't make sense, but no, it sounds it, like it does, right? I think so. Yeah. And so, and then third, it's about, um, oh yeah, and there's a third thing I was going to say, but I forgot. I think it's, it's just about how to bring awareness. Because the thing, there's, I mean, there's this yogic concept of like 
awareness precedes control. Got good di- and then in psychiatry, there's good diagnosis precedes good treatment. And so you can tell yourself like, I just have to be like more, I have to be, what are the solutions you come up with yourself for procrastination? Like to stop it? Yeah, yeah, what's your solutions? <laughs> well, it ultimately falls under, I'm gonna go home and start my homework See? right after school. Or I'm gonna like, in this case, now that I'm not in school anymore, it's like, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna eat breakfast, and then I'm gonna do what I need mm-hmm. to. And so. you see how your mind, also your mind tries to rationalize like the positives of just getting it done. But at the end of the day, that's not gonna do anything with your guilt. What you got to do is be okay with procrastinating. Yeah, yeah. And I've recognized that a few times where, like, with certain school projects, I got a little bit better at it at the end of this year. I would just be like, okay, I already know that I, if I start trying to do this now, I'm not going to end up doing this. Mm -hmm. This is a sucky assignment. I don't want to do it. And so I'm going to be okay planning on doing it the last week. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that happened a few times. It still, you know, was hard to do for everything. Like, I didn't want to do it for everything. I knew I needed to get some stuff Mm -hmm. done in the moment. But, like, I I see what you mean. Like, there are instances where I felt okay with it. Um, And that sometimes would be my resolve after doing, like, you know, hardly doing any homework during the day because I, you know, would think about other things. Um, Then I would be like, all right, we'll do it tomorrow. It'll be fine. So sometimes I would feel fine at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but other times I'd be like, oh my gosh, I had so much time that I wasted. And And so it's inconsistent. mm -hmm. And I've learned, I've felt okay with that guilt, but ultimately I haven't been able to fully control that Mm -hmm. and figure out how to do it. And so, yeah, it's interesting because your mind, when you feel guilty, you're like, you, you think of all the possibilities of like what could be achieved if you just... Um, you know, if you just do it on time, right? You think you, you feel bad, but you, when you when when guilt comes, if if you notice guilt arises, try to. I, I don't like saying this, but don't like try to rationalize things. Don't say what you should do, what you shouldn't. All you have to do when that guilt arises is just notice it, and just just be with it, really. Because like the the moment we try to come up with reasons or like. The moment we, our mind just thinks about something else when that guilt arises, you're not really dealing with the emotion. The only way to deal with emotion is to just, I don't know, just be with it, bro. <laughs> like, it sounds so hippie yeah. to say, but just... And then just I think you have to kind of make a decision. Like, am I going to do this now, or am I just going to be okay with... Am I st- just going to live with myself, be happy, and okay with deciding not to? Yeah, sure. Eventually, obviously, you're going to have to do the decision. You have to make the decision. But yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I totally understand but just the, sitting with the guilt. <laughs> you don't understand it? I mean, like, I, I guess I can sit there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I haven't fully experienced how to do that. Yeah. Um, sort of, actually. So, like, you know, for me, I deal with some social anxiety. And so a lot of it has to do with how others people, other people perceive me. So for me, what I can do is I step into a social situation and then eyes, you know, their eyes turn at me or something and I get all these like feelings and whatnot. And so there's some sort of hidden, you know, I don't want to go deep into it, but obviously there's some sense of emotion. And so all you have to do is just like, you know, don't tell yourself, oh, people are just, they don't think about you because, you know, they're thinking about more of themselves. Don't, don't, don't try to distract yourself. Just just like try to live, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but just allow that motion to be and don't do anything about it. It's hard. 
So like I could like like I could give you like something you could do like for example, you know, when do you feel guilty? I'm guessing that's you know, you feel guilty when you um, procrastinate, right? Yeah. And so maybe when you're thinking about procrastinating or when you're in the process of procrastinating. So maybe what you could do is do something that's completely unproductive. You're going to feel guilty, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So find something. Okay, so maybe here's like sort of a weird meditation. And I don't know if this is going to work. This probably won't work. But so <laughs> set your standards low. But All right. <laughs> it's maybe something worth trying. So like you're always that guy who wants to keep doing productive stuff, right? So for your meditation, what you want to do is find something that's completely unproductive that's like literally going to get you nowhere, right? And then as you do this thing, just notice, just notice we, this native ball of emotion that comes. <laughs> oh man, I'm disappointing my dad. And just sit with it. <laughs> That's what you got to do. And as long yeah, as... Yeah, but then I try to break that thought down. And don't like, break it down. Yeah, but how? How do you not break down the thought? Like, what do you think? I'm disappointing my dad. I'm disappointing my you're, dad. You're not disappointing your dad. You're feeling guilty. Yes, you I feel know. guilty. Okay, I'm feeling guilty. I'm yes. feeling guilty. Like, I sit don't know. with it and just close your eyes and breathe and just breathe into that feeling. Because there might be, because like when you feel guilty, do you, do you notice like what part of your body like feels weird? Because um, maybe that will help. No, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if I could totally. Like, write it down right now. Well, I, no, I can't like pinpoint it i don't know no 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 i mean like write down like what you got to do so you won't forget because i feel like this is going to be really good for you what i need to do okay yeah <laughs> okay do something unproductive <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> okay okay and so and then notice feelings inside you uh, you don't have to say what i'm exactly yeah. saying but like notice the feelings that come when you're doing something unproductive Okay. Chances are it's guilt. Yeah. That's a specific emotion. And then as you feel that emotion, just notice what part of your body feels weird. Sometimes yeah, it's that's an true. Ache, like in your it's stomach. Something. Yeah, 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 it's something. Yeah, it's something. Notice it and start breathing like good breaths and like into that part of your body. Huh. Okay. And like don't say, I'm disappointing your dad. It's not, you're not disappointing your dad. You're feeling guilty. That's at the core of it. You're just okay. feeling guilty, right? <laughs> And just breathe into it or something. <laughs> you know, you could do alternate a, nostril breathing. I don't know if that's going to work, but like, yeah. yeah, that's kind of a step forward. Mm -hmm. I know I don't teach meditation, but maybe that's going to work. Maybe. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> How long have you been at this? An hour and a half. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been five hours. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, that was fast, but no. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> Very long. It's not because it's boring, because I'm having fun. It's just... Yeah, so I do want to... Okay. Ugh. I want to, like, wrap some things and resolve some things, because yeah. we've, like... We've talked about some things, and I feel like it all it all connects in a way. Sort of, yeah. So, like, at the beginning, we talked about having conversations, deliberate conversations mm -hmm. and whatnot, right? And it was kind of interesting because maybe I'll do this more in my podcast where we kind of don't have an end goal. Yeah. Um, where we kind of just talk and try to work things out with each mm -hmm. other. Um, but, like, yeah, conversations can lead to that point, and, like, ultimately, it's it's so interesting how simple it is, like... This the whole thing we got from this was I feel guilty. <laughs> yes. You so, feel guilty. <laughs> had literally nothing to do with me, <laughs> which I'm totally fine with. I like yeah. doing this stuff. But, yeah. um, but like 
it's I don't know like do do have conversations like this because I think it's super helpful um so random thought on that analogy that I tried to make that was a good analogy it was just not really so okay maybe (laughs) I think I, I I tried to relate it back again but like just kind of relating to just is it better to do something now mm-hmm. um, that might not be super productive that you didn't think through whether or not it's the most productive thing you could be doing mm-hmm. or constantly thinking about something and then doing something productive I you know it, that that's a totally a case by case thing and like you kind of concluded like I guess I need to be okay with waiting sometimes to do something yeah I mean you know? what do you think about that <laughs> No, I, I agree. So, like, uh, it just totally depends on what it is. So there's things I need to do every day, like kind of routine things. Yeah, like, sure. I need to do, you know, prayer, scripture study, all these things. Um, but then um, it comes down to – but then there's other things that are important but not as essential. I don't know. You know, like an assignment or, like, a project. Sure. Um, and I need to be okay with – like not doing those now and it's ultimately better for me if i'm not worrying about the fact that i'm not doing it at the moment you know that makes sense like one more time i didn't no i get worried uh like i'm if i'm not doing something productive Mm -hmm. or like one of those things that i know i should do i get all worried about that so i need to work on going down to the base the root of that Yes, the origin of the, like yeah, what? yeah, and having it like that guilt, and I like how mm. you broke it down further than even like feeling guilty to my dad or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I feel guilty. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, breaking it down to that, I think can yeah. And I, then you I'm also hoping that's helpful yeah, for myself. And, <laughs> yeah, and also you acknowledge that you know this guilt served you in many good ways, right? You're you know you're not lazy, you're hardworking, you're a good student, you're a good son and right yeah yeah so it's it's been i've been able to use it for good but i also need to be accepting of that feeling so Mm, that i don't have to live with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can yeah that guilt doesn't have to dictate your actions you can be as long as you're able to sit with it and notice it and be okay and like tolerate it you'll be able to free yourself from that negative motion and do things out of a genuine care. Because I, I, I know already that you have a lot, you have a vision already and you have a purpose in life. But, you know, what's so, sort of what gets in the way is that negative feeling. And yeah. so it's about trying to free yourself through yeah. awareness. <laughs> awareness. <laughs> Man, that's uh, this is gonna be in, like I'm gonna have to tell people if they really want to get to know me better, like in a different way. They gotta listen to this. One. <laughs> yeah, it's like, gonna be so chaotic because <laughs> our minds are just saying random stuff. And that's stuff. why I'm like, yeah, yeah. But um, another thing I want to touch on. So outside of that, just like resolving some of my own things. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy this, dude? I had so much fun. See, and okay, so you feel fulfilled in that, right? Yeah. Like what? Okay, so well, I want to bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, like how we tend to uh if we're not being deliberate and like uh before you go back okay let's talk about the two procrastinations because it's good to keep that in mind okay. what are the two types of procrastinations <laughs> that you're dealing um, with oh what's the fr- it's uh idealistic mm-hmm. procrastination and what and is that avoidance yeah pro- okay so idealistic procrastination would be where i procrastinate because i'm so worried about an ideal outcome mm-hmm. that i'm like 
paralyzed by that like pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like what do you do about that i mean i feel like i just covered it like yeah i know but just say again <laughs> <laughs> um like i need to in that time where i'm not doing those things i need to be okay with the fact well, that what i'm doing is not that's how you deal with the guilt in terms of okay. idealistic procrastination what you have to do is focus on the action rather than you know yeah, okay. setting yourself like sort of the standard of what you need to do okay wait what do you mean the standard like the standard as in like the time you need to finish oh, right. this assignment right because yeah, yeah, you yeah. set these yeah, expectations about, yeah do the task not and not it's about like, letting go of the expectations because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day you can't control expectations yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the avoidance voice. procrastination is just because I don't like doing something. Yeah. Um. And all it and it's weird. It's kind of hard. I don't like doing most things initially. Mm -hmm. Um. I can get into certain things. Uh. Like this podcast. I almost never want to have the like never want to start it. Mm -hmm. Um. When I'm doing it with someone, I it's it's uncomfortable to reach out to them and try to figure out how to do it it's gotten easier over time obviously yeah. but ultimately i've recognized that like it's more fulfilling to do it but um I, I don't know that's kind of going off in a different direction but there's a lot of things i don't like doing in my life uh and i avoid them because i hate that initial feeling of being uncomfortable yeah or and it's it's true with scripture study. It's true with like English essays because once I tr like really got into writing an essay, I actually you could say I enjoyed it in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like if I was able to kind of really portray myself in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, avoidance procrastination is probably the more common type. You yeah. know, like it's just you just don't want to do. The, yeah. You know, and I keep saying this awareness, awareness, awareness. But as long the moment you're able to tolerate it, then you're, you can start to begin to enjoy like doing things for your own enjoyment rather than having to rely on other people to you know get things going right. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, yeah. Um, so one thing. And then thing, the talking, right? Huh? The talking, the yeah, deliberate talking, or is it, you want? Oh, to add I something? want to tie it back to one other thing. Okay, so sure. Go ahead. What we were talking about with like the train of like you know how you get you dive into. A bunch of thoughts and everything right yeah for sure um, and that's because you're not actively engaged in something mm -hmm. and like you asked me um like what helps me to feel to like i don't know i can't remember what the question was, it was forever ago but like you asked me about like how i combat that and like not get sucked into that mm -hmm. and like and then i kind of said it was about helping other people like when i'm doing that and so i feel like you probably just experienced a little bit of this you weren't thinking about anything else you were working so hard to try to figure out me mm -hmm. i was working so that hard there's man. no way you could go down those rabbit holes and stuff yeah and so I'm hoping that's a lesson for anyone listening too. Like you have to find, and typically it does happen with other people, mm -hmm. like trying to figure out other people, help other people, trying to do something. Like if you aren't worried about feeding your family and stuff and you are someone who can be fine being alive with a bunch of free time and stuff, you're going to find more fulfillment out of engaging yourself in something that you know that you can feel good about and like i'm sure, sure you're engaged in when you play video games or whatever but i'm oh, sure yeah. this feels more fulfilling than mm -hmm. that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think sure. that's because we're supposed to interact with other people and help other people but yeah 
And like, <laughs> let's say like if you're on an island by yourself and you had no people to talk to, like how do you deal with that? And it's all about awareness. We don't need to go into this, William. <laughs> Hypotheticals <laughs> that will never happen. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's possible. You, you know, sometimes we get deep into our thoughts, but it's, it's also you can. I think you're capable. I think everyone's capable of like being aware, like when you start to spiral. Because yeah, I have yeah, a problem, yeah. right? And it's it's not about like trying to combat it, really. And it's okay to have that. Like, yeah. It's because your mind needs something to do. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> you need to, yeah. So, like, if you're not actively doing something physically or mentally, mm-hmm. your mind's going to figure out something to do, and you go into yeah. all these thinking. And, and, you know, sometimes when we get so invested in, like, our thoughts, sometimes we forget, like, the fact that we are invested in our thoughts. Yeah. Right? And so it's all about, like, taking the step back and just being like, okay, I my thoughts are spiraling, and that's okay. You know? It, you'll just let you just let it spiral yeah <laughs> because at the day you can't control your thoughts you can only just be aware of it. yeah but ultimately i would say like you know i've been able to think through lots of things yeah, and like sure. those those thought patterns and stuff lead to good things because now i can like bring them up in conversation with people so there's a balance it's different for everyone it's yeah. almost impossible to find but do it and like yeah i think that was a that was a cool experience, honestly. To and I think you're really good at that, like trying a, to get into other people. I'm all right at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I may stumble with some words. I may not make sense. You may yeah. not make sense as well, which is okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, part of me still wonders, like, if a person's listening to this, I wonder if they're actually gonna understand. I'm sure they're gonna understand, right? I yeah, I'm hoping that like <laughs> listening to the end, you can gather some things together. That's why I'm trying to tie everything back together somehow. Yeah. And I'm just going on ta- off tangent. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll <laughs> no, stop talking. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, but ultimately, yeah. Um, remember that I don't know maybe this taught you some I mean it could teach you something about yourself too mm-hmm. um, to like hear me like you know like go to the origins of your feelings and stuff you can figure Heck out a yeah. lot like that and then also yeah I mean it all connects and you got to keep your mind busy you got to do things and it's more fulfilling if you're doing them with other people or for other people or you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know I thought that was a cool experience but yeah <laughs> do you have anything else you want to say before we close it um oh yeah were you gonna mention about like talking deliberately or you were oh yeah yeah i mean that kind of all fits into okay, it like sure. yeah yeah just talking deliberately okay yeah i want to bring it back to the present moment type of thing because mm-hmm. you were living in the present the whole time you weren't thinking about you know what you did today or what you're gonna do tomorrow <laughs> yeah for sure so um, you can it feels good to live in the present it's much less stressful and even if it's like a hard task to figure out I think it's worth it and deliberate conversation uh, brings you there like it makes it possible and yeah so one way to live in the present deliberately converse with people deliberately do things that keep you your mind active I don't know but yeah yeah something like that any last words, William? <laughs> it was a pleasure speaking with you, Coleman Thompson. Yes, thank you, Mr. Therapist person. <laughs> I ain't no licensed therapist, man. Good time. Go get the wrong idea. <laughs>